Hi, Sol here. I'm the host of PWR Network's Confidence Building Series. Here's a question that 95% of the people I ask respond with a loud no. Now, what's the question? The question is, are you paid what you're worth? What's your answer? Is it no as well? If so, then it's time you start our self-paced master's class right here on PWR Network. Study right along with this series. Visit PAY411.co. Again, that's PAY411.co to register for our self-paced conference call-based classes today. If you'd like, call me at 312-268-0000. Again, that's 312-268-0000 to learn more. PWR Network, the world in your hands. And welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Soul Dancer, your host for the next hour as we get into week number four. Oh, my gosh. Four weeks have gone by in our confidence series already. And I haven't had any mutinies yet, so, so far, so good. I'm so pleased everybody is still with us. we got our, our crew back with us. Once again, to make sure you uh, click into who is it that you're hearing on this show, please go out to bit.ly.com, so that's B-I-T-L-Y dot com forward slash confidence cast. Again, B-I-T-L-Y dot com forward slash confidence cast, and you'll get to see not only pictures, but you've got access to all of their links. I encourage you to get in touch with everybody. They're all doing extraordinary hard work. Today's show, to build our confidence, we're going to look at two primary key issues that I think are falling behind the times in this wonderful world of electronic sharing. One is mentorship, true, solid mentorship. And the second is this comparison monster that we can get caught up with. And that really starts out our first quote for Chapter 3 in Painting What I'm Worth. I throw out there for your consideration this quote by Bob Wells, who is an American editor, born in 1966, and as far as I know, he's still with us. And his quote is, your true value depends entirely on what you are compared with. Once again, your true value depends entirely on what you're compared with. Lillian, I would would you like to give your two cents right off the bat when you hear that quote? Anything to mind for you? About self confidence and your worth? Yeah. yeah. Well, I can tell you that if you feel inadequate to your worth that people will pick uh, will quickly pick up on that and treat you according to how you feel. So if you don't think you're worth much, you will get trampled. If you send out that you're worth a million bucks, people feel that and when they go in to negotiate with you, their dealings reflect that as well. Because your whole being exudes this confidence that you like yourself, you like what you're doing, and that you're a high price spread. You're not going to be bought cheaply. How do I know this? Because when I started acting like that, like I was a CEO of a company, and that I had value, the whole direction of contract talks with other organizations changed drastically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No doubt. 
Let's run down the list. Crystal, when you heard that quote, anything come to mind? I What came to mind was I'm at the, like I mentioned last week, where people come up to me and tell me their problems and expect or want, I should say want, free medical advice. So I'm at that point where I'm kind of doing what Lillian said is that I know the knowledge I have and I know what it's worth and I know my legal aspects. So I'm building up that confidence to say, as much as I want to pour my heart out and help everybody, I also know what is on the line for me and that I can't just help everyone for free because at the same time I still have to get through my schooling and my, I have financial obligations too to get through. So for me it's just building up that confidence of when I can just look at someone and not help them no matter what I want to do. Like, I want to, but I can't always. Right, right. Elaine, when you heard that quote, anything come to mind? Yeah, I think it's definitely de- definitely true. One thing that reminded me of it is, we'll get into it in a little bit, about why I chose the business that I did, but I know I was looking for a new opportunity a couple of months ago, and I was comparing different companies. And when I went out to talk to different companies, I would ask someone, at one particular company, I walked into a presentation, and during the question-answer session, the guy had been in business for two years, and I said, well, who else works with you? And he had nobody. And I was like, okay, not too successful there. Went into another company, and they had people making millions of dollars, a whole lot of them. And they had a tracks to run on and a compensation plan and caring environment, good product. And I was like, okay, this works. <laughs> so I think you do compare different things. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. Good points. Thanks, Elaine. Oh, Isabel, what were some of your thoughts when you heard that quote? At first, I said, no, my true value is what I think I am worth, not who people think of me. But uh, in reality, it is. It is what people think of me, and it's what I project to people. And if I think I'm worth, uh, I I will project uh lot of uh, good thing and people will compare me with people who are the same level that I am and they will say okay this she's worth something so um but at first I was like hmm, no my true value is not what other people will think of me it's what I think of myself but in it's 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 actually what I think of myself it's exactly what people will think of me so mm-hmm. yes I agree with that I really agree okay Very good. All right, let's refresh our memories. The quote is, your true value depends entirely on what you are compared with. Stu, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, when I kind of first read that, I just immediately thought of like a barometer or a thermometer, and I thought, well, if I compared myself with somebody in the same kind of area as me, uh, but they hadn't achieved what I had achieved, I'd put them down, kind of low down on the thermometer, as it were, but then if I looked at somebody else who was, in a, in a, you know, had created an incredible success out of it and had a great company and was earning a ton of money or whatever, I would put them near the top. And then for me, I'd, compare, I'd immediately compare myself and go, right, well, where do I fit in that thermometer? I'm not at the bottom. I'm not at the top. So I must be somewhere in the middle. And then when I think about that, I think, ah, yeah. And when I put myself in the middle, I then start to put a, a, like a dollar value or a pound value on what that is, what, you know, what I'm worth. But, um, yeah, we all come from that place where we are really worth, you know, I decide what I'm worth. But at the end of the day, it's how much value we bring to the table is what we're worth. If we can add X amount of value to something, then that's what we're worth, I guess. But, uh, you know, that's what I'm kind of changing my thinking about. Ah, some shifting is going on. All right, Sarah. Sarah, what's cooking? Well, I think that... um if someone doesn't know their true value, then the people are going to set the value for them. And I think that's what the quote means, that um, whatever people see in you, that's what they think of you, and um, they're going to put a value on you. And then if you don't know your true value, that's when you settle for less, and then you don't go after what you really want, and you're not happy. That's what I think. Okay. All right, Jace, thoughts? Yeah, I, what I heard in the quote is it's based on what it's compared to, and I don't always do this, but from my spiritual side, I believe my comparison is to uh, a life being given for me, and that makes me just 
priceless, like invaluable that someone would give their life for me and comparing it that way. And then the other thing that comes to my head a lot is a quote that says, you're not, you're not worth what you're paid, you're paid what you're worth. And I, I can see you're drawing a parallel to that from both sides. So it's a pretty interesting chapter for me. Ah, okay. All right. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm delighted to announce a new arrival to our, our wonderful family. And, and at the, as of this show, this caps the new arrival portion. So, Anna, welcome in. You made it in under the wire. Welcome to the show and welcome to the family. Thank you. Thank you. What's your thoughts when you heard that quote? I will say that in the past, I was comparing my insides to other people's outsides. And now my understanding is we're all on a very unique journey. We may be similar, but we're all different. So when we understand that, we can't necessarily compare ourselves to each other because we're all unique. And in that note, when we do compare, it's about what can I take away from that person? What can I learn? How can I expand myself based on the conversation or based on the the connection or the work or whatever it is we're, we're co-creating with that person. So for me, it's a, a comparison and joy, a comparison and happiness. And that like the conversation I had with Stuart today was we had so many similarities and so, and it was just, it was an exhilarating conversation. And to me that it's like to be able to connect with people who have the same energy and compare our energy and say, yes, we're excited about being on this journey and through this, we're going to expand. So it's a very different perspective, and not comparison of why I don't have that, which was my past, but it's like how can I connect, co-create, and move forward in this comparison? Oh, perfect springboard. I had another person reading my mind. I'm in so much trouble on this show, <laughs> so much trouble. You know, folks, this chapter plays a key role in your confidence such that what do you think is the number one confidence killer that I'm pickling out in this chapter? Anybody want to take a stab at it? What do you think I'm trying to dig out of here? Silence. Is it comparing ourselves to other people in the same area as us that are higher than us? or we seem to think they're the higher than us because they seem to be more successful. That's getting warmer. It's getting warmer, but not quite it. But you're on the right track. Keep going. People, what do you think? Let, let me, let me tilt, the, tilt the perspective a little bit. Are you the same person you were five years ago? Okay, so it's comparing ourselves to ourselves. Bingo. Even comparing yourself to who you were, and I'm going to be bold enough to say, who you were even yesterday, mm-hmm. is that fair? No. Why not? Because we get to learn every single day. We can yeah. be, can have a different thought, couldn't we? Yes. More knowledge daily. Do you see where I'm going with this? Yeah. Yes. All right, dive into it. Dive into it. Where am I going with this? Why do you think comparing yourself, the comparison monster, I think of the, the cookie monster on Sesame Street. <laughs> well, when I'm, comparing, when I'm comparing myself, even to who I was yesterday, I'm zapping my confidence. True? Yes. 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 Well, yeah. I, I feel a few aha bubbles beginning to form. I'd love to hear what some of those ahas are. Why don't we kick it off with Stu? Stu, what are some of your aha bubbles here? And, and your group, by well, the way. Yeah, the, me, Anna, and um, Isabel are in this group. And one, one of the things that sort of sprung to my mind was the kind of negativity surrounded around comparing. And it's, and, and it's for me, it was twofold. We are, we're either comparing ourselves with people that aren't as good as us or we seem to think they're not as good as us, they haven't achieved as much as us, etc. And then we become judgmental about them, like we're in a race or something, and and that's quite a negative point of view. Or we might be uh, comparing ourselves with people that are are far ahead of us in our field, and then we feel inadequate because we should have done that by now, we should be getting that far, why haven't we got that far, etc., etc. 
And uh, we were certainly having a really um, interesting conversation earlier about this. And that's a very negative aspect. But instead of actually comparing ourselves in a negative way, we can flip it and think, okay, why don't I compare myself but model other people? Go, hey, I wonder how they've done that thing. I wonder if I can model it. I wonder if I can do things similar to that and, and achieve, you know, what they've achieved. And that, that becomes exciting instead of, uh, instead of depressing. And you had some good, good insights on that as well, Anna, didn't you? Well, yeah, it's more about um, sharing. And, and when we stop comparing ourselves, we actually stop being so competitive. We drop that competitiveness. And so that we allow each other to be in each other's spaces. I think, you know, you and I, again, the conversation this today was just, um, it was like one thing after another in similarity. And it's like, instead of, I could say, well, God, he has already published a book and I'm just still writing mine. And, you know, how dare he be ahead of me like that? And how did mm -hmm. he get there? You know, instead of that, it was like, you know, Stuart's like, no, I'm going to share with you how I did this. And, and it's like, we can share information and we can help each other on our journey. And I think that, that is so important to understand when we get rid of that comparison monster, as you're saying, soul, it's so important because when it's out of the picture, you all you do are you just see gifts daily. And like you said, every day you get up, it's a clean slate. You can do whatever you want to with it. But I, you know, my expansion in the past three days, I'm not the same person I was Friday. And you're absolutely right. And you know, what, what happened to me between Friday and today? Well, I, I read some of a book. I played with my kids. I did some work. I created some things. And here I am. And it's like I'm so much more than I was on Friday. And I think when we start understanding that, we're so much more daily because of our perspective and because of the things that we're, we're taking in, um, it, it just becomes an incredible life. And you really do. Like I, I was – talking this morning, and I said, you know, you wake up, you meditate, you celebrate, and you appreciate, and boom, it creates a whole different um, daily paradigm. Okay, for me, uh, Isabel, uh, the connotation, uh, um, it has a bad connotation when I think about comparison, comparison, I, um, look, either if you compare yourself to someone who has more than you or less than you, I think it's uh, for me it's a sign of uh, lacking of confidence. If you are feeling well with who you are, I don't think you you compare yourself. I don't think so. And for me, I mean, it's true that when you compare yourself to yourself yesterday or yourself tomorrow in the future, uh, it uh, stops all, all the growth. You, especially for me, when I compare myself to yesterday or what I would I could be in the future, it stops everything. Because instead of being in a moment and really enjoying and and learning from where I am today in the situation where I am today, um, by comparing myself with yesterday and the future, it's really stopped in everything. And also comparing myself to others is the same. It's something that I uh, I really try not to do because when I do it, it's always um, a sign really that I, I like something. And so, but comparison, what they were talking about, about the positive, for me it's kind of uh, when you have a mentor or when you have a mastermind or when you have an accountability partner, it's like, for example, every day now I have an accountability partner, and it's not that I compare myself to that person, but I say to myself, okay, oh, she did such so many things today, it inspired me. So it's not that I'm comparing, oh, I didn't do enough, because if I start doing that, again, I'm thinking, oh, I'm bad, I didn't do this, so no, I don't want to do that. So I'm thinking, okay, she, she inspired me. To do more in my life, or I inspire her to do more. Which is a problem. It's not to compare ourselves. It's more to grow together and to to learn from each other. So for me, comparison mm. has not has a very bad connotation for me. When every time there is a comparison, mm -hmm. it's like a lack of growth for me. Ah, yes, yes. Excellent points. Excellent points. And being mindful of how fast our time is zipping by here. 
one of the things that I I push I push you a little bit on page forty two of Pay Me What I'm Worth, and I push you a little bit about this concept of being paid what we're worth. At the bottom of page forty two, I pretty much lay out one of the gems of what you're going to find as you really get into your fullest sense of worth, and that is when you take everything that's happening to you right now and you treat it as a payment, everything, learning from everything, teaching people what you've learned so that you would even learn better what you thought you learned, I don't know about you, but when I have to teach something, I have to know it really well, so I have to learn more to teach it. How about you all? Does that, does that make any sense? Yeah. Yes. Perfect sense. Yeah. So, so if um, I take, go ahead, Stu. I was just going to make a comparison with uh, with, with JC's martial arts and my martial arts. When, you, when you're teaching it is the time that you really, really have to uh, understand it so that it's the other person understands it, and you actually get to revisit it and, and learn it better yourself. So I totally agree. And let's jump to Jace. Jace, when you first started learning your martial arts, did you think that there were any shortcuts you could take, and did you try to take shortcuts? Mm-hmm. No, not at all, and that was one of the the beauties of it. I actually got a lot more patient with myself. I realized I, I, if I walked in here, it's going to be a long process, and uh, I'll compare that to when I was teaching my personal development seminars. I used to have all this pressure on myself that um, people had to get everything overnight, and, and knowing it's a long process and it takes a while, actually, there's kind of a piece to it. That's one of the pieces that, and, and Jace, I think you faded there just a little bit at the end, but I want to re- revisit what you just said. One of the ways that our confidence gets crumbled is there are these, let's face it, how many ads a day are you confronted with that if you buy this or get involved in that, you're going to be able to cut off so many hours or so many, so many pounds, you're going to have a shortcut, and then you try it, you buy it, and then you realize that you actually doubled your time or you doubled your expenses. Has that ever happened to anybody? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rattles the confidence, doesn't it? <laughs> so anyway, Jace, what I was curious about is you bring up something very important when it comes to the whole confidence building sort of thing is patience. The most powerful teachers that I adore have patience beyond my capability right now. <laughs> oh, speak more to your patience and what you're learning, how patience is a teacher for you, Jace. I'm sorry, you kind of broke up. Can you say that again? I say speak more of how patience is a teacher for you. Um. Taking it back to Aikido again, it's it's. I read in a book called Mastery by George Leonard. He talks about the plateau, and on the plateau, um, it, it's the time in your life when you're doing the same things over and over, and it's kind of a grind, or it might be a grind, but you might have to do the same move a thousand times before you get the distinction of it, and then you can really move up to the next level. And in knowing that, it just makes the every day doing things over and over more understandable. I used to think, oh, well, if personal development works, I should have everything and I should have it right away, right now, immediately, just like you're talking about those those ads. And I used to put all that pressure on myself as well, but now I get it's it, it takes a while. You're not going to just jump in and get it right away. And, and something that happens in the space when people have that is – I don't think anybody in the room ever looks at the keto instructor and says, oh, you're not doing it right, or talks back to them and says, no, I don't want to do that. I want to do it this way. Because you know just how much more um, knowledge and expertise they have than the average class person. And I think a lot of times in the work I was doing in seminars and in uh, personal development, it didn't translate. People would, would talk back or be impatient or want it to all be done their way on their time frame. And that just... Am I making sense here? Oh, oh yes. 
Oh, yes. One of the more interesting balancing points here, I want to tease out. To get confidence, you have to give it. And to some degree, Elaine, that's what I heard when you were sharing at the top of the show why you went into isogenics. You sensed a level of confidence in the people who were currently isogenics associates, and that level of confidence was missing in other businesses that you were interviewing. Is that an accurate statement? Completely accurate, yes. I mean, who wants to follow a down rain cloud, you know? I mean, nobody wants to be there. They want to be in the sunshine with the optimism, like your optimism, soul, you know? Every day is a great day if you make it a great day. And But nobody wants to follow a rain cloud. It isn't successful. And, I mean, that just doesn't attract any business. You're not going to attract anything. You don't, Nobody wants to be with you. So, mm. yeah, definitely true. So threading that on, and I want to jump into Sarah because – Sarah, I remember you sharing, you did a, uh, an interview. Confidence, if you're not helping someone build their confidence, what are you doing? Elaine, I'll start with you. Are you going back to me again? Um, yeah. Okay. Um well, I think you just have to, I don't know, I, I've always been a confident person, not really lacking in that, and I always like to celebrate others' achievements. So even if I may not quite be doing what I want to do yet, you know, I love celebrating others' achievements, and I like learning from other people. I have a very curious mind, and I'm always asking questions. And so when someone is successful, like even in my business now, I'm with some extremely successful people that are making six figure, you know, seven-figure salaries in one year. And I'm like, okay, so what do you do? <laughs> because I can admit that I don't know everything and I may have no idea how to do that, but they do because they've done it. And so I ask a lot of questions, and that builds my confidence because I always figure if they can do it, I can do it. You know, you just have to learn how to do it. Ah, yes. And so they're giving you confidence, and in turn you give them confidence because they see you doing what they're telling you to do, and you're getting results from it. Therefore, it builds right. confidence on both sides. Right, exactly. Yes, yes. And I've got ah. a nice willing to share team, and that's all about sharing, too, because it's a big part. You have someone that will share what they do with you, and they're excited. It just builds excitement in you. Yes, which is a perfect segue to Sarah. Sarah, you were mentioning that you actually did that one of your interviews that was suggested in Chapter 3. Would you like to dive in and share what, what happened? Of course. I um, I started by Googling different um, counseling centers here in Las Vegas, and um, there was one, and um, and I called, and uh, the, the lady that answered the phone, um, her name is Lisa, and uh, she, this is, it's not exactly the type of um, counseling that I'm looking at. This is more for mental illness. But I asked her um, if this is something that she loved doing, and she said, absolutely, this is my company, and I love helping people. And then I asked her how she got started. And then she said, before I started my company, I will go and volunteer for different organizations to help people uh, with mental illness. And then she went to school to become a counselor herself, and then she started her own business. And so we haven't met in person, but I will go through the uh, entire exercise, and I'm going to um, interview three people in person. I think that's going to help me tremendously into going to where I want to go, which is I want to work in a uh, counseling center for people that have been abused. Um, and when I say abused, I mean in every way, mentally, physically, Verbally, sexually, emotionally, um, anywhere from children to um, elderly people. I just want to be there and be an ear for them to listen to their stories and a shoulder so they can cry on and help them through it. So I'm looking forward to complete this exercise. I'm very excited about it, actually. Oh, thank you. When you first... All of you, when you first, as you read these exercises, especially this exercise, Sarah, when you first went, oh, my God, I have to reach out and connect with somebody, yes. what was that like for you? Um, first, I was um, a little bit resistant to the idea of um, getting in touch with someone, 
But then I was asking myself, how else am I going to know how to do it? How else am I going to go out there and do what I love and, and you know, pursue my, my, my mission? I have to be in touch with someone, someone that already is doing it, someone that can guide me and, and help me get started. So I went from being resistant and scared and nervous to being excited and and. Actually, when I was feeling excited, of, after I was thinking about it more and more, I became more confident. I started writing down the questions that I wanted to ask them, and and I even visualized myself the way I was going to be dressed when we went and met in person, and where we were going to meet. And um, you know, it was it's, it's just amazing. It's, I know it's going to be an amazing experience for me. Well, once again, if this were one of those video calls, I gotta, we gotta work at having all this on video and getting everybody skyped in or something. Just smiling from eye to eye on all of this. Thank you for that, Sarah. All right, we're gonna shift gears. Oh, I'm sorry, who just chimed in? I'm hearing crickets. Okay, we're at the halfway mark on our time together. I'm gonna shift gears a little bit, Crystal. I'm gonna pick on you first. <laughs> <laughs> what I would like to do, and for everybody listening along, I'd like you to try this experiment with your own network. So in other words, follow what we're about to do here on the show. As you're listening to this, think about how you could do this at the next gathering of people that you love and care for. Crystal, when it comes to doing what you love to do, let's start with the first question. Are you on a path of doing that? Oh, yeah. It's just um, right now I know what I want to do. I have my chiropractic office visualized. I have isogenics, nutrition support system. Now it's just a matter of implementing it and continuing to implement it to get my own office, like taking the proper steps. I know exactly what I want to do in terms of that. And But at the same time, I'm open-minded to hearing from other chiropractors things that they may do in their office that I might not have thought about or just even, or I might like it, I might not, but it's something like does it resonate with me, and then if it does, I want to implement it. So with that thought in mind, everybody just heard that, A, you're on your path. You are living that life you want to live. You're, it's blossoming, but you've recognized that there are some needs that need to be fulfilled. Some of those needs would be opening up your office, networking, marketing, those types of things. Yeah? Is that true? Correct. Yeah. Correct. All right. I have a brain trust in this show. There are people who already have very successful businesses running. Let's take the next 10 minutes, brainstorm, or actually five minutes for Crystal, and then we'll go right down the list. What do you have in your network team that you think could help Crystal? Who wants to be the first to be the first popcorn sharing what, what they think could help Crystal realize even more fully her path? Well, Crystal, this is Elaine, and I actually work with chiropractors in my isogenics business, that one of my business partners who's focusing her entire isogenics business on chiropractors. And so we get a lot of ideas from them. And one of them, of course, is having the isogenics product giving you a second stream of income, which you've got. But another chiropractor that we met with does seminars for his clients. And so, like, he'll even take those products and do a weight loss seminar one month. And then another month he'll work on stress. And then another month maybe joint problems. And so he does these seminars for his clients, which I think are pretty successful. Yeah. And that may be when building your relationship with your clients, you know, to keep them in your business and, you know, to build that relationship, personal relationship with them, I think could be a really strong boost for you. Mm. Well, that's a good idea. I should add one monthly call or monthly meetings, too. I really mm. like that idea. This is Sarah, and I was involved in the network marketing not too long ago, and I used to do something very similar. Instead of meetings and phone calls, I used to send a weekly email to my clients and my downline um, concentrating on one area of the body. We, have, we also had uh, nutritional products and we also had um, um, undergarments for men and women that would help them reduce their shape, their, their body size, and, and also define their body shape. And so every week we will send them um, a weekly email and um, with information, a picture of the product, 
and also um, information on the product and how it will benefit them. Okay. Nice. Who's who's that? Uh, I know there's at least one, if not two, possibly three people who have had to set up an office. Tips on setting up an office? I would. This is Anna. I would um, put it out there that uh, you know who your team are as far as in a business. Obviously, you need if you're if you're running it. Um, and Crystal, my brother is actually a chiropractor, and I help him with his marketing as well. And one of the things that he does is he, you know, in, in his practices, he actually has three practices, and he has have, he has other doctors who help him. So if you create your network, which I'm sure you already have some semblance of a network of um, other doctors that you can connect with um, and just share that information as well. As a marketing person as well, I don't know, um, I didn't see that you had a website um, if that's something that you're considering, because it's it's pretty important, I would say, and for those out there who haven't really started your business, um, creating some semblance of a website, maybe with a blog, so something that you can share your thoughts. And the same thing with what Sarah was saying, you know, you're sending an email, but what if you started this blog where you put that information out there and you and people could subscribe to it, and also you could use that to build your list so that you could get the information out. So every time you posted some information. Um, you you would send that out, kind of like a, a I would say a newsletter, even though I'm not really up on that uh, <laughs> the newsletter thing. But you know, so that people you become the per, the the person who has that that information, and as obviously at the bottom of that is like um, you know schedule your appointment now or you know a call to action, so that uh, people can you're you're there, you're in front of them, and I think it's important because much like what we're doing here, I mean we're expanding our our self-worth, we're expanding our awareness, we're expanding everything, and what we're doing also is going out to all of our different networks. So, um, you know, it's like, you know, after I get off the air, I'm going to Google Isogenics and <laughs> find out what that is. You know, so I'm curious, and other people will be listening, and they're going to be curious, and who are you, and how can we connect with you, and that type of thing. So it is about networking and uh, sharing mm -hmm. information. Anna, I want to get more pragmatic. When you were setting up your office, I mean literally nuts and bolts of setting up your office, with 2020 hindsight being what it is now, what would you do differently today if you had to set up another physical office? Oh, wow. <laughs> I would um, – actually, I, I had to reset up my office about a year ago, but I downsized. So um, what I'm learning now is – how to use external um, people that are out there, personal assistants, um, you know, my CPA is my CPA, maybe an external bookkeeper. You don't have to hire all those people in-house. You can actually, you know, use outside, you know, sources to do that. And a lot of things that you might think I'll do myself, you're actually going to actually save time and money, if you want to put it practically, by hiring someone else to do it. i I downsized my print studio so that I would have more time to do my radio shows and, and do my coaching. And what I found is when I do need help, I don't have full-time print employees, but when I have, need help, I know people to call, part-time folks, and bring them in. They're not employees. They're contractors. So look, look, in, the, look in those realms. Um, you know, feel free to email me because I can give you a list of, you know, folks that virtually can help you. And I think it's so important that we ask for the help. Because a lot of times, like me, I can be a lone ranger. I can do it myself. Because before I before I explain to you how I want it done, I could have done it myself. You know, it's that. Don't get into that because that's resistance. Allow other folks to show up for you. I think it's so important. Good point, Paul. Stu. Yes. Uh, following on from that point, you, you might be able to do something quicker yourself than explain it to someone else to do, but... You, you're only going to uh, do it quicker the first time or maybe the first and second time, but after that, they're going to do it quicker for you. So it's worth investing that little bit of extra time to get those other people on board. Um, the resource that I would uh, point at is, uh, is brilliant by Michael Gerber, where he talks about there's three, three types of people that make a start a business. There's a technician, that's the person that does stuff. 
there's the manager that organizes it and there's the entrepreneur who's got the vision and you've got to figure out which hat you're wearing and and which part of that business you want to be in if you want to be in the entrepreneurial part the managerial part or the technician part and then once you've figured that out you understand pretty clearly um which of the other hats you need to go and find in other people So generically, I'm going to, again, switch gears just a little bit. To know your strengths, which I think, Sue, that's what you were alluding to, is to know your strengths, know your weaknesses, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. To, know, to know our strengths and know our weaknesses is a huge part of having extraordinary confidence. Failure to use your wisdom around that I can guarantee you you're going to spend 10 times the amount of time and probably triple the amount of money because you're going to do it over and over and over again. I often think of my wisdom as a bank, and a bank that can never have an overdrawn, meaning learning is deposits, not learning is withdrawals. When I choose not to learn a lesson, meaning I can do that, and I chuckled when you said, you know, kind of the Lone Rangers, like, I can't count the number of hours I've spent fussing over a website issue when I probably should have called my webmaster and said, will you fix this, please? (laughs) And I don't know if anybody else is nodding their head on that one. Yes, big time. And that's why I think... Oh, sorry. It's, Go ahead. It's, it's, it's Isabel. I think uh, when you are on your own um, for your business, it's very important to to have a support team around you because when you are on your by your by on your on your own, it's so easy to say, okay, today I don't want to work. I don't want to do this. I'm going to do something else. So easy mm-hmm. to to uh, not be so focused. And determined. So I will. I mean, my advice is to have someone that you can talk to almost every day to help you stay focused. Um, mm. This would be a, a. I mean, for me, it's it, it's a wonderful, wonderful help. Um, that's, a, that's good advice. Getting to a mastermind group as quickly mm-hmm. as possible. Yeah. Exactly. That's because what makes us what makes us successful or not, it's not really if we are good in marketing or not. It's more about our mindset. Our mindset yeah, is so important. And so if we stay in our little world, uh, we can get into our mind, and it's not really good. So it's better to be with people and to talk with people and to learn from them and to share what we can share with them. And and continue. And the thing is, the key also is to get into action every single day, even if it's yes. half an hour a day. But to be in yes. momentum, be in a momentum, and, and, and really and get into. You're action. bringing up a, you're bringing up a very good topic. I want to shift into in our last 15 minutes of the show. Mentorship and accountability, accountability, and mentorship. If you say you're going to do something for someone who's teaching you something and then you don't do it, or vice versa, if you're a teacher and you say you're going to teach someone something and and they don't teach you, that can rattle your confidence all the way around, true? Yes. Yes. So you all are mentors and you all are students at the same time, yeah? Yes. (laughs) What do you need... When it comes to accountability, I want to hear what's helpful and what's not helpful when it comes to accountability. And I think I'm going to tap on Sarah first. Sarah, what is helpful and what is not helpful when it comes to you being accountable in the role of, let's say, you have someone who is your mentor? What's helpful, what's not helpful? What's helpful is that they keep their word and that they don't get distracted. Um, also, it will help me a lot if if I'm supposed to be teaching someone or if I say I'm going to do something, for them to uh, not let me slip away and not, you know, 
and let me get away with it. It's not. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have to be responsible for what I say, and I'm learning that every day. I'm, I'm taking responsibility, and um, I'm thinking twice before I say something because I know that I have to be responsible and I have to do what I say I'm going to do. I want people to know that I'm being honest, authentic, and I'm being, um, you know, that what I say is is valuable because it's my word. And um, uh, you're, you're setting uh, us up really good for our later show on ethics. We, I'm going to keep on going right down the line, Jace. Okay. What's helpful? Thank you, Sarah. By the way, you you you. What I heard you say is you got to have your feet held to the fire. Because if you don't, you might slip and vice versa. You're going to hold your teacher's feet to the fire because if you don't, what good is it to you? True? True. And I was just going to share that um, with my current boss. I have to tell him constantly, hey, we've got to do this, you've got to do that, because he, he gets distracted a lot. Uh-oh. Well, hopefully he's <laughs> listening in and then you'll walk in tomorrow and go, hey, we're going to have a really good conversation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, James, what's, what is helpful for you and what is not helpful you, for you when it comes to you being in a mentor relationship? Um, helpful is definitely accountability. Like I have a project I'm doing uh, as part of a year-long training I'm in, and I've promised to accomplish certain things every week by Friday. And it might be Thursday night when I'm getting it done, but I'm still getting them done. And that helps a lot. Um, and I was just listening to a guy named Lance Wallnow has a CD set, and he talks about our, our self-worth and who we are. We will rise or descend to a group whose conversations are in alignment with our core conversations. So we'll yep. find that, that peer group that supports what we believe we are. And um, so it works for me is to be in a group of people that's actually doing it, that's up to something, that almost through osmosis I get it. Uh, what What's not helpful for me is um, being ripped if I don't produce. Like I was in a in a training program last year, and they said you either do X, Y, Z, or you're out. And uh -huh. I, it's me. I'm in a training program in order to get better, and you're going to boot me if I don't perform up to your standards? And aren't I here to learn how to perform better? And it, it it just convicted me that that's not the kind of training company I want to ever be or be associated with. I mean, if someone's doing applying their best in the moment, they're not producing, well, at least they're there. Keep training them, you know? So that, that getting ripped, that just doesn't work for me. I got enough of that growing up, and if I, you know, that's, what, that's the crap I'm dealing with now. So, Jason, I'm hearing you that programs that use shame or guilt just don't work for you. Yeah, or like making you wrong, like yelling at you, or programs that um, kick you out for non-performance. Yeah. Right. Good point. All right, Crystal, when it comes to being in a mentor relationship, what works for you, what doesn't work for you? What works for me is when the person who's mentoring me keeps their word and has integrity. At the same time, even if, like, if we say we're going to meet up at 8 o'clock on the phone, that they focus on me and not have a lot of other distractions because we can set a time, but I think being in the moment is key to be truly helping and mentoring me. What, another thing is listening to where where I'm at in my life right now and my vision don't don't try to live out your dream through me so that that can be frustrating sometimes and then again shame guilt reprimanding me those are things that that don't really work for me when i mean i, I might not be able to build my isogenics business because i'm studying for my chiropractic board but right now in my life my chiropractic board is what i need to focus on so just things like that, like meet me where I'm at, and I can help. And when I mentor people, I try to meet them where they're at. So I'm hearing a theme in here. The theme is really good boundary settings. Is is that accurate? Is that a good reflection? Yes. Yes. Okay, Elaine. 
yeah, I think the person needs to be invested in my, you know, success. And they want to not just talk about themselves the whole time, but, you know, give me some ideas on how I can improve my business or improve whatever I'm trying to work on. And um, they, I mean, since I need to communicate to them what my goals are, what I'm looking for, question them, you know, ask them a lot of questions that they can answer to kind of give me the feedback I'm looking for. So I think it's a, you have to have a very interactive relationship where you're asking a lot of questions and the person has the knowledge to give you the answers. And possibly the guts to say, that's a good question, Elaine. Yeah. Let me get back to you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I appreciate that because nobody knows everything. You know, you don't know what you don't know. It's a famous thing mean, that I use all the time because I'm always learning something new. I'm like, oh, that's really interesting, you know. Well, that touches back on something, Stu. Stu, you, I remember you saying a couple shows ago that it, it was just kind of a weight off your shoulders when you recognized you didn't need to know everything. Yeah, it's really strange because I, I was literally just making some notes then and the same word popped up, which was trust. And if I had a mentor, I'd need to trust them to, you know, not only be confidential about anything we're talking about, but trust them to kind of keep me accountable in an encouraging way, but not a negative way. So, you know, being negative, like everyone else has said, is, is not a motivator. It's not an inspirer. But if people are encouraging and they keep you accountable by asking, so did you do that thing that we talked about last time? You kind of feel obligated to do that thing because otherwise you're letting down their trust in you. If they're going to show up and, and give you their time and their wisdom, what you should do is at least act on what you're hearing and, and learning. And if you don't, you're, you're, you're misusing their trust. And it's got to be a two-way street. You, you know, it's, they've got to be getting something out as well, which they will be. You got it. And Isabel's reading, Isabel's reading my mind. Yep, go for it, Isabel. <laughs> Uh, yes, for me, what's, work, what's working, it's, uh, first of all, when I have an accountability partner, uh, we have it, we allow each time, each person the same time. For example, it's uh, half an hour each or 10 minutes each, whatever it is, but we have the same amount of time. And then it pushes me, for me, having an accountability partner, it pushes me to step up my game and to stretch myself and to be in action, like I said before, be in action and to really want to be focused and determined and do what I say I will do, to be uh, the, the woman of my word. And if I don't, it's okay as a, not to judge myself. The only back, 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 uh, the downside of that sometimes is like I say, oh, I didn't do what I was supposed to do. Oh, I feel bad. And it's not about feeling bad. It's about learning, the learning experience. What, why didn't I do that, the thing I say I will do? And also, I um, so you learn. You say, why didn't I do it? And how how my how is my pattern during the day? How do I do the thing that is more important first, or do I do the least important first? And then you look mm. at that, and you you learn from everything you are doing. And when you are with someone, you can co connect with that person and talk about it. And you are more aware when we are we are when you are with someone else and talking with someone yes. else. Israel, you're jumping right back to what we were just talking about earlier and that little thread I talked, and before we get to Anna, same question, and we got a whole other round of ahas we've got to get through yet. So, But when we take everything in as being paid, paid attention, paid respect, paid love, paid – there's more than just the paycheck that comes through. And if we can get into that space of we're paid what we're worth abundantly daily, I have to assume that that's going to help our confidence levels inch by inch. Anna, when it comes to mentoring, you being part of a mentoring relationship, what works for you, what doesn't? Timelines and schedules, um, uh, accountability, you know, what everybody seems to be mentioning are very important. If, if I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to do something, as if I've hired a coach or a mentor and they've asked me to do something, I ask for a deadline. It's important for me. I've hired coaches in the past who didn't give me a deadline, and that kind of fizzled out. As a coach and a mentor, um, also, it's foundation work. If someone comes to me and wants, you know, wants a product created or some branding or marketing, 
yet they're very hesitant to even talk about themselves and their lives. I know something more is going on. So to me, in both relationships, whether I'm hiring or being hired, I think it's important that we that they connect with me energetically. We have a we have and, and obviously, hopefully, you would hire a coach that you connect with energetically. I know I have and I haven't in the past, so very aware of that. Yet when when you hire someone or if you're being hired and you're connecting energetically, you can pick up on that energy. I'm very energy-based. So it's important to have that connectivity for me to have deadlines and schedules. And then, um, and of course, that goes in with accountability. So, and showing up. I mean, period. Just show up. Mm, got it. Beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, I'm just grinning eye to eye on another fantastic show. We've got four minutes left. We've got eight people to give their aha takeaways. So you've got less than 15 seconds per person because we still got to get our words in from Lillian. So right down the list. Elaine, your aha for today? Um, I think that pay is not only just money, but it can be a lot of other things, whether it be working from home or having a flexible schedule or whatever it is you're looking for. It doesn't always have to be money. Oh, thank you. All right. Isabel, 15 seconds or less, your aha. Uh, be aware of the comparison monster. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Stuart. Yeah, your idea about talking to other people in the area, in your arena, and interviewing them. And my aha was all competitors are potential collaborators. Oh, ooh, nice. Sarah? Mine is stop comparing myself to other people. Instead, model them and ask them how they did something that I want to do. Most people are willing and happy to share. Very true. Very true. Jace? Deadlines. I like what she said about deadlines, and I realize how much I appreciate them. I want to have more deadlines. Got it. All right. You realize you're giving me all these goodies I'm going to be using to prepare for next week. <laughs> Crystal, your aha for today. Mine was don't be afraid to ask, and you will receive. And then keep myself accountable, just like I would want a mentor to be accountable. Hold the same values I look for in them. Mm, good. Wonderful, wonderful. And, and to our youngest member of the group, welcome aboard once again, Anna. Anna, your aha today. There is abundance and prosperity everywhere. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, folks, as we wrap up, we conclude week number four of a 12-week journey to upgrade our confidence. This is our cast for the remaining Eight weeks, remember to get out to bitly.com forward slash confidencecast to check out more about each of our wonderful participants. Again, bitly.com forward slash confidencecast, and you'll get to learn all sorts of details about them. And with that, crew, on the count of three, I'd like to hear a rounding aloha to wish everyone a fabulous week. One, two, three. Oh. And now, a few words from Lillian. Thank you for listening to PWR Network. I'm Lillian Caldwell, the founder of PWR Network. I personally thank you, as well as my other listeners, for your support. To enjoy the benefits being heard by our 8 million-plus listeners, call me at 734-827-9406 to explore how to become a PWR Network host or sponsor. Once again, I'm Lillian Caldwell, the founder of PWR Network. Thank you for listening to this program. We look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for listening. We look forward to hearing from you. Would you please call our listener line at 734-827-9406. Again, our listener line is 734-827-9406. You can press the pound key and go right into the voicemail, and you can share your comments about our shows. You may just hear your comment on air. Thank you for sharing some feedback to PWR Network by calling our comment line at 734-827-9406. Calling all PWR Network fans and followers heads up. For a limited time, we're offering a lifetime registered 
PWR membership for the flat one-time cost of 20 bucks. When we reach 90,000 registered lifetime members, and that's just 1% of our documented 9 million listeners, this lifetime membership offer ends. To learn more about all the perks that you're going to get as a PWR Network fan and follower, visit pwrtalk.com today. Click the Gratitude Options button at the top and check out all your perks. Aloha, Soul Dancer here. I'm the author of Pay Me What I'm Worth, and I'm on a mission to end worth decay. Are you suffering from worth decay? Here's how you know you might be suffering from worth decay. If you think or feel worthless because of your age, health, finances, or your looks, guess what? You're suffering from worth decay. There's good news. Our series here on PWR Network is Stopping Worth Decay. To get the most out of this series, just listen in every week. For those who really want to end worth decay, you'll call and register to be part of our unique self-paced program. Call me at 312-268-0000 or visit PAY411, that's pay411.co, to learn more about this program. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.